0: and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Happner. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another Pure Victory Podcast episode. Matt and Braden here. We hope you enjoyed The Path Out of Porn. If you uh, weren't a part of that four-week series um, the last few episodes, feel free to go back. The Path Out of Porn just takes you through the, uh, really from start to finish. If somebody's hooked and never told a soul about porn, uh, what it looks like to walk in freedom and so we encourage you just take in those episodes and and uh, and I hope that if you did listen to those and walk with us through the path out of porn uh, I hope that it was helpful I know we got some reviews on it too and people have said that it was really helpful and and uh, just highlighted some things in their lives so I'm excited today to get into some mythbusters, chatting about blue balls and wet dreams
1: Mythbusters, yeah busting myths <laughs> busting myths um, and these are these are two kind of myths that are out there you know one being that hey if I have I don't have any release if I'm not having sex if I'm getting that um, kind of need or whatever met then I'm gonna be in trouble why we're talking about this is because sometimes we have misunderstanding about things or People have used these to kind of manipulate situations and with relationships. And so we want to bring some clarity to this so that we have a better understanding. And not only this, I mean, for me, a myth like this was damaging because I thought, hey, I have to get the release. I have to get the release. If I don't, you know, my, you know, something's going to fall off. (laughs) Something. What what would that be? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, you yeah, use your imagination, but anyways, or, and, or don't. Yeah. Or don't use your imagination. This is going off the rails pretty quick here. But what I mean is that I had this myth about that I need a release. And that, that actually wrapped me up for years in in going to masturbation. And then eventually that got linked to, por- linked to pornography. So it was damaging for me. That's why we got to bust these myths because they can really cause problems for us if we believe them, if we, Adopt, adopt those kind of thinking patterns as truth in our lives. So, the one about blue balls is that, like I said, you need the release; otherwise, you get blue balls, or they're going to drop off, or something.
0: Yeah, I remember. I remember hearing about blue balls as a teenager and just being like, I thought they were skin color. <laughs> 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 what? Yeah. What is this thing about blue balls? And not understanding it, and and people just talk about pain and stuff down there. But what it's talking about, there's actually a medical term for it. It's uh, if I'm saying this right, epididymal hypertension, and so it it's just referring to like aching or um some some stress that you feel in your in your supposed blue balls when <laughs> <laughs> when when a guy gets an erection and then doesn't have an orgasm, he doesn't finish, and. Really, we just found out the girls can have this too, where it's like they they they're aroused too, and then they don't finish, and then there can be some kind of aching and tension down there. Right. But the thing is, it's such a it's such a like an overblown thing because yes, does that happen? Yes, you feel tension down there if if, if there's an erection and you don't finish. Yeah. Sometimes, not all the time, yeah. but sometimes you do, and uh, especially if you're kind of in the heat of the moment. But people use it as like, oh, it's like a manipulation tactic. Like, yep. hey, I got blue balls, babe. You got to take care of me. Yep. And then, I mean, we've heard stories of marriages where it's like years and even decades of the wife just feeling obligated. Yes. Like, oh, he's yep. got blue balls. And, and, the, and the husband always bringing that up. And then the wife the whole time just like kind of feels used and objectified. And I yep. better just do this for him. But there's no joy and there's no <laughs> yeah. service and, and yep. thinking about the other person in there. So. Um, blue balls often like is it a real thing yeah i mean to some degree but it's not nearly as serious as what people say
1: no it's it's not like you have to either a go have sex right when this is happening so that you're physically you're you're out of harm's way or having to masturbate or whatever else you can do something else like you know, go pay your taxes or go take a cold shower or whatever, you know, go for a run and then you'll come back down to normal. You're not going to die. You're going to be okay. You're going to make it. And the reason why this is important to understand is because, yeah, you said that like often wives will feel really obligated and husbands have used this as kind of a manipulation tactic to get them to have sex with them. And really what all that all centers around is that sex equals a selfish need, right? Like I have to get this, this need met, and if I don't, then I'm in harm's way and I got to get the release. And, and, and that often goes to porn too, because if it's in marriage, for instance, say, you know, for whatever reason, say your spouse, your wife has, um, is going through a period that month and you can't have sex. Well, then you just say, well, now I have free license to go look at porn or masturbate because I have to get this release. If I don't, then basically I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> babe, babe, you take care of me, or you could take you call
0: nine one one. This is an emergency situation. Yeah, and it's just not. I mean, the other thing you could do is just go to the bathroom and take a leak. Yeah, like, like just go pee. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> just to say it. Sure, that's what I mean. It helps, right? And so, um, it, you know, it's a funny thing, like especially as men like we can do so many things and and we're strong and we can like do manly stuff around the house but all of a sudden blue balls comes and it's like oh i can't get through this five minutes it's like yeah you can you can just distract yourself go to the washroom take get the arousal down and in 15 minutes you're going to be totally fine yeah you'll be fine and if emotionally if emotionally you're like oh but i'm frustrated i'm disappointed i wanted to finish Well, then that comes into another question of like, how do you deal with your emotions? Mm -hmm. And are you just going to live in frustrated, uh, in a frustrated state? Or are you just going to live offended? Or are you going to, you know, deal with your emotions and address that and validate, but then like work through it and, and come back to normal. So we're not a victim to our balls turning blue yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like we can actually overcome and just get through a moment and it's like what it's literally like it's like max 15 minutes probably of the totally the physical um kind of tension totally there.
1: and the, the problem with the kind of having the mentality of, of this blue ball is that this is a thing is that like you said, Matt, you kind of become a victim to your, or even a a slave to your body's physiological quote unquote needs. And, and then you're, it's like, you have no choice in the matter Mm -hmm. or that you have no um, even semblance of control over anything. Like you're just a slave to your, your, you know, these, these internal desires that you feel you have. So it's not your fault, right? Like you're a victim. And uh, I don't think being a victim is a great way of living. And then not only that too, if you're in a relationship in the sense of your, your husband and wife, if you have that mentality with sex that, Hey, I'm a victim, you got to, you got to do this for me or, uh, you know, then, you know, I'm not, uh, getting my needs met and then I feel bad and it's your fault and whatever else you get in this blame game that just does not feed into intimacy, a healthy intimacy as husband and wife. So. This myth is a really damaging one. I mean, we're not trying to just be funny when we talk about blue balls. This is a thing, guys. Like, seriously, like if you buy into this, really it's playing, you're playing a victim, you're a slave to your, you know, know, these physiological kind of needs that you feel you have and that you can't get past it. So you either have to masturbate, look at porn, if that's something you're struggling with, or, you know, you use it as a manipulation tactic. And this is the damaging thing that this myth does in our lives.
0: Yeah. And if you're a victim to it, it's like, it's basically saying, ah, it's not my fault. It's God's fault. He did this to me, made me like this, (sighs) or it's my wife's fault for not finishing, um, in the way that I want. So it's, it's like, you're blaming somebody else then for taking things literally into your own hands and going and, and masturbating or watching porn. So you don't want to be a victim. I mean, you'll be so much more proud of yourself when you're like, okay, this sucks, this isn't what I wanted, but in 15 minutes, I'm going to be fine. I'm just going to go to the washroom. Like yeah. Braden said, mm-hmm. pay your taxes. That will definitely get the <laughs> arousal right out of your that'll life.
1: That'll kill every arousal that you have. Yeah, like you're not going to think about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So so just go and do something and you'll be totally fine. And, and, and so think about in your heart, like you'll feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there might be disappointment, disappoint- but how do you deal with disappointment in your life? Do you hold on to it? Or are you just like, okay, it's okay. Disappointment's a part of life. Not everything's going to go perfectly. There's always mm-hmm. another time. That's right. Right. And this doesn't define me. This doesn't like wreck my whole day and make my whole week miserable because yeah. it didn't happen how I wanted to. You so can, true. you can be an overcomer. You're not a victim.
1: No. And part of this is your mindset, Larry. Like if you, if you get really grumpy and down because you, you didn't get that release, you know, the quote unquote blue balls, you know, and you buy into that you're a pretty grumpy person. You're not fun to be around. Like you're, you know, I think that really feeds into that. And so, you know, like if you, if you don't feel like you're as an adult, that you are able to regulate your emotions in a healthy way. And this sometimes can be the reason why is because you, you think, well, something happened to me. So no longer do I have responsibility for the way I treat others or the way that I am. Yeah. You, you just say, well, this A didn't happen, so that just means I'm going to be a jerk the rest of the day, or I'm going to be mean to my, my wife. and yeah, it's not my fault. Yeah, it's not my fault. It's that I didn't get what I needed. So, I mean, that's a pretty damaging way of living, you know. <laughs> I think, you know, if you're a Christ follower, we understand this, right? Like, you you give your emotions and everything part of you to God, and he directs us and leads us that, you know, in a way that is is way more... Um, healthy and and constructive, you know, instead of just, oh, poor me, and you have this pity party, right? Like, everything sucks, the world sucks, uh, you suck, and, (laughs) like, you just feel terrible (laughs) at everything, and, you know, that just brings you down even more, and now, if addiction, say, like, porn is in your life, this just is part of that cycle, right, that we've talked about, you know, where you act out, you, you look at porn and masturbate, and then you start to do better for a while, and then, you know, maybe something happens in life where you don't get what you want, Maybe somebody cut you off in traffic or you didn't get that sexual release that you wanted from say your spouse or whatever. Then you just go bound down that dark path again to that cycle back to acting out. So this really feeds into that whole addiction cycle. And so it's, this is an awareness thing too. Like, are you buying into these myths? Are you believing them? Maybe it's a reason why you're stuck in this cycle or part of the reasons why you're part of stuck in this addiction cycle.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you want to be transformed, you change the way you think, right? Yeah. Biblically, like you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, what are the lies that you're believing? If you want to be free, if you want to live confidently, if you want to be proud of the decisions that you make in life, you got to change the way you think sometimes if you're not living that way. So, that's why we're wanting to bust these myths. Cause sometimes it's so funny. It's like when, when you get like a, even like revelation from God or somebody shares wisdom with you that's opposite to what you're thinking, you're, all of a sudden it's like, oh, That makes so much sense. And it's like, why did I ever know that? But I think that all the time when I learn something, it's like, man, why did I never think of that before? And that's just how it is. So, I mean, be willing to laugh at yourself. Like, yeah. Don't take it so seriously. Like, oh, I've given into it, and now I'm learning that you know I'm I've been <laughs> wrong. Straight. It's like no, laugh at yourself. We all we all miss, believe silly things and do silly things. And I mean, even personally, like there's times for me where it doesn't happen, and I'm like wanting to wanting to finish, and then I'm like, oh, this sucks. This feeling, like I just want to want to like feel the pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay. And so sometimes it takes me like a few minutes to get over the self-pity and to like the disappointment. And sometimes it's just more immediate where I'm like, okay, let's just go to the washing room and go busy myself with something. Yeah. So sometimes it takes me a little bit longer, but it's like, man, you want to be, you want to be in a place where you're just continually getting better and better and faster and faster at going to the right response. And it's just so much better when you do.
1: Yeah. And you get some help with this too. Like we talked about groups in the path out of porn and having accountability partners, these are things that you can talk about. Is is learning how to regulate your emotions in a healthy way? Because emotions, like they're neither right nor wrong. It's just what we do with them, right? Like so, you you don't get the release. You feel like you have this the blue balls is myth you're buying into. So you feel really down about yourself, about life. You start to get into that pity party that we talked about. And then you go do something that, you know, you're going to regret, like look at porn or masturbate, right? So learning how to regulate your emotions in a healthy way, re-understanding, I am feeling this. What does that mean? What can I do with that? What's a healthy response to this? And, and having others help you through that, like with a group um, or your accountability partner talking about this stuff with with them, so that you can build awareness that when you are feeling these things, that you have choices in this too. You're not divesting of all th- uh, kind of choices that you can make. Like it's not like you're like you said a slave to this. You do have choice in these things. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yeah, you definitely do. And uh, and one thing one thing I like doing sometimes is you find different words that are in scripture, and you can see them in different places, and they connect. And so one of the things that scripture says is it says if you Um, uh, well, it says that that God will honor those who honor him. So if you honor God, he'll honor you. Then it says also that if you learn to control your body in a way that's holy and honorable to him, then that's his design or that's his will for you sexually. So if you're controlling your body in a way that honors him, he will honor you. One of those ways that he honors you is through wet dreams. Yeah. And we think that it's like, man, wet dreams is, uh, It's just something for teenagers, but it's just not true, is it? And
1: and I'm going to set this up. So myth number two we're going to talk about, okay? Wet dreams are only for teenagers. Here we go. Here, cue the music. Myth busted. <laughs> Myth busted. So no, wet dreams don't only happen when you're like going through that hormonal phase of when you're a teenager and you know, that you're this awkward thing that you don't want to talk to your parents about. I'm, <laughs> I don't know I'm talking about my first wet dream. This is really awkward, but I remember that, you know, when I was a teenager and it was really awkward. Like I didn't know what the heck was going on with my body. Like I'm like, what is happening? And I didn't know who to talk to about this. So anyways, we just associate wet dreams with that awkward kind of part of life but you know what? We don't realize this, but the truth about wet dreams is they're actually a God-given thing. They're helpful, you know, because they, and they do help happen later into in, us all throughout life. And um, this is one of the things that God's given us, so that if we do have a buildup there, that it's released, and you know, so it's a God-given thing, and it doesn't just happen when you're a teenager.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I remember. I remember. I was probably. 12 or 13 something like that I'd say probably 12 but I'm not sure and and we were, we're not a, we're not a camping family. Like there's that term happy camper. We're like, the only happy campers are the ones leaving the campground. They can, <laughs> they can go get warmth and, and shower, but we're not a camping family. But it's funny. My dad took me camping one time because he was like, well, I've never done it. I should probably show this kid what it's all about. And so the one time we did, it was just him and I, and we were in the tent and, and he was starting to open up and share with me about what dreams were or, or about what, what dreams were. And, and so he explained, and the reason why he explained was because his dad didn't tell him anything, just like Brad and for you. So it happened with my dad and he's like, what the heck is going on? (laughs) And, and, and I don't know if he had a conversation with his parents or not. I don't think so. But anyway, so he didn't want me to have that awkward moment. So he shared with me about what it, what was going to happen as I started to get older and it started happening. And so it's kind of weird for me, like I would watch pornography, but I never, would masturbate till I was about 17. And so all throughout that time up until then I would just have wet dreams. And so other people then like I lived in a boarding school for a couple of years in uh, in dorms with with 200 other guys and so none of them would have wet dreams or like if a guy did it would be like this huge thing and guys are funny yeah, like teens yeah. so <laughs> so they'd talk about it and like, "Whoa, this is crazy" or whatever. Some people liked it, some didn't, but but I I just thought it was a normal thing. And so I didn't realize that people didn't when they just masturbate all the time, that they didn't have it. Yeah,
1: right.
0: And so now, um, as a, as an adult now, like now the myth that we talked about is that it's only for teens. The only reason people say that in the world is because the world says once you're like 18 or 20 or whatever, you yeah. should just constantly be having sex. Masturbating all the time, masturbating. having
1: sex all the time, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. and so it, then it doesn't happen, but... Biblically, like nocturnal emissions are a thing, and so God designed us to not have sex till married, not have that outlet, and so He designed our bodies to be able to do that. And women have them too. Women have nocturnal emissions. Yeah, yeah. It's like they, there's the there's vaginal fluid that flows out of them, and they sometimes feel that pleasure when they're sleeping. I wouldn't say it's as common because with guys, it's the 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 buildup of the semen yeah. that sometimes gets released. But but when I'm like now I'm in my 30s, and it will still happen if I go a time. Yep where where I'm not having sex for a while it still happens there's people older than me where it still happens to them
1: oh it's it's true like when I was moving um away from porn and masturbating I was getting healthy I was free I started to have wet dreams on the regular like because I wasn't masturbating anymore like in the past you know from the time I'm a teen when I discovered masturbation and porn into my 20s and so forth you know it then never happened because I was, I was masturbating or I was looking at porn or whatever else, right? So when I moved away from that behavior, um, I started having these again. And I'm like, what is, am I a teenager again? What's going on? Right. <laughs> and I just realized, again, this is a God-given thing that, that helps us just on a physiological level to get rid of that, that buildup so that we can function. And and so it's a gift. It really is. I mean, it's not a fun gift in the sense of it's a mess. But what I mean by that is it it helps us. And and there's a reason why that uh, that we we get this.
0: Yeah. And so the science behind it, I don't know exactly why it happens the way it does. But every three days, the the semen build up. Um, climaxes, at, it's kind of weird to use that word here, but <laughs> but the semen buildup um, gets to its peak or maximum. And so most times it'll just kind of disintegrate and evaporate mm-hmm. and and then it will rebuild. but then every once in a while it's you get a wet dream. Sometimes it's like you get two in a night. It's like, why yeah. did you get two and two that night and mm-hmm. then you go four months with no outlet and it does, and you don't get a wet dream. I don't know. It's a weird thing, mm-hmm. but it is something where when like when I was single as an adult, I would want to go long enough, um, like having a wet dream. To me, was was just God's way. Uh, in my mind, it was it was God's way of showing me that hey, I'm honoring you because you're you're being free, you're living in purity yeah. for this amount of time. So yeah. I saw it as a really good thing, and and so it, it's a common thing for people to not just like you're saying, Brad, and like yeah. people are confused by it. So when people, there's been multiple multiple people in our program who they start going, you know, free of masturbation for however long for the first time in, well, maybe in forever. Mm-hmm. And so then they're like 25, 27, whatever ages they are. And they're like, Matt, I'm having a wet dream. <laughs> I got, like pull me aside or or talk to me privately. Right. And it's like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And it's just, I'm always excited, like right on, man. Yeah. It shows that you're you're growing in this stuff.
1: Yeah. And if, if you are getting them and say you're married, often what happens, I think is there's a little bit of shame that it can be associated with something like this, like either a, there's something wrong with you or B, there's something wrong with your relationship because you're not having enough sex so that you're, you know, whatever else, but I'm just going to say, you know, don't feel those things. Okay. Um, and, uh, if you're, you know, your spouse and your, say you're a wife and your husband's having a wet dream. Don't feel like that's an indictment on you or something like yeah. that. Um, these are just things that happen that, again, the physiological aspect. And, um, you know, it's, it's the, don't view it these ways because, you know, then you're going to feel down on your intimacy. You're going to feel bad. Maybe you get into the comparison game. Like, well, you know, I heard that this couple has sex like seven times a day or something like that. And <laughs> I just want to say that you got to, this is, this gets that communication part uh, of your, you as a as spouses in your marriage that you talk about What is it, what you kind of feel is good for you as a couple in in regards to sex, you know, like you're your own unique couple, you know, no one else is like you. You don't have to be like this other couple, just be you, but be good with it on the same page together. If what dreams happen, that doesn't mean that you're not having enough sex. That's not it at all. Okay. It just means that this is the the release that God's given in that, you know, and, and that was needed in that moment. So don't feel shame around this. Don't feel bad about yourself if this is happening. Um, and, and so we just want to frame it for you that way.
0: If you are a wife and you have that heart, like, oh man, why is this happening? Maybe I'm not, you know, helping him out enough. Well, I just want to encourage you. I love that you have that heart that mm-hmm. you want to help out. And I love that you want to help. You have that heart that you, you, you like want that intimacy. And so there's a beautiful thing if you feel that, um, but. Like Brad's saying, like don't hold on to the guilt. I don't like I say I don't understand the timing of it. Sometimes it's just weird. I mean, you can mm-hmm. go months without, and then two in a night, and like, or
1: you could have had sex the night before, oh and yeah. you have a wet dream the next night. Like there, like I said, there's no rhyme or reason to it, as far as our understanding. Um, but our bodies know what they're doing, right? God yeah. created that, so be okay with it.
0: Yeah. And so the weird thing that I, I don't understand with wet dreams is that sometimes there's like a sexual dream that you're like a dream, but it's like a sexual dream. Mm-hmm. And then at the point of climax in your dream, that's when you have the wet dream in, the, in real. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, why the heck does this happen? I mean, we're both convinced that this is a God-given thing, that he designed our bodies for wet dreams. But then we have these, these dreams in our heads and it's like, well, I don't understand why this happens. But at the same time, it's like, what do you do with it? Do you hold on to that? Do you go back and mm-hmm. think about the dream? Mm-hmm. Or do you, do you um, realize that it's just something that happened and it's opportunity again for you to get over um, lust or to not go back yep. and dwell on that?
1: And I want to give a clarification point here too. If you, you need to understand this. When we're talking a dream, it means that you're in the REM sleep cycle. You're sleeping. We're not talking about you're laying in bed fantasizing. Yeah. That's not a dream. That's an active thing that you're doing. So that's the difference, the distinction we're trying to make here. You don't, when you're dreaming, REM sleep, you know, you don't have control over your faculties in this. It's just what's going through. My dreams can be pretty weird sometimes. I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not dropping these things into my mind. It's just a subconscious, right? So, you know, don't feel bad about what's going on there, but if you are fantasizing, and that's, that's what you're doing. Maybe you're a little bit half asleep, but you're fantasizing. You're actively in there whatever. That's a difference, okay? So I just want to be clear there. Um, and that's a whole other thing, right? Like fantasy is going to lock you up. It's not good for you. Um, it's going to create a lot of dissatisfaction in your life. And it's going to pull you further into porn or, or masturbation. So let's make that distinction.
0: Yeah. So there have been times where I have a I have a wet dream and, and I have an actual dream that leads to that. And then I wake up and I start thinking about that dream or thinking about like, oh, that would have been fun or something or being in that setting. So there have been times where I've done that, but then I just, it doesn't lead to feeling good. It leads to like, oh, why are you doing this? And and it leads to self-pity. Like now my life in reality is not as good as that. It's exactly what we talk about with fantasy. And so there's a lot of other times where, to be honest, probably the more or the older I get and the more free I get and healthy. The more I'm like, oh, I don't want to think with that. Like, why did I have that dream? Yeah. And it's more like, yeah, I'll take I'll take the wet dream, but like the actual visual dream, right. I don't I don't want that. Right. And so when I wake up in the morning, that's more more commonly the way that I view it. And we just want to encourage you with that too. Um, but don't have shame about it. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. Like, oh, why am I having this dream? You have no control over that. No. So don't
1: beat yourself up. Just take responsibility when you're awake. Yeah. And this can be something that we would encourage you, you know, if you're married, ha- have these discussions together. Like if, if you have any kind of feelings of shame about it and say your husband, you, you don't really, you feel less than, or you don't want to tell your wife about it. I'm going to tell you that, you know, that's not going to be helpful for you. Um, even though it might feel like a real awkward conversation, you know, it's actually going to build your intimacy. If you can talk about these things, oh, yeah. like, Hey hun, I had a wet dream last night and, you know, just letting her, letting each other know what's going on. And this isn't, again, the reason why I'm saying this is, I mean, we don't have to tell every physiological action that our body does to our, sp- to our spouse. But what I mean is if there's shame that's surrounding this, one of the ways that you can beat shame is get rid of the hiddenness. Yep. And so you got to talk to your spouse about it if you do feel shame about it. And, you know, like I said, that can be a little bit of an awkward conversation. But once you do it, um, it's going to get a little bit better and then a little bit better. And then this can just be something that um, as you have these discussions, it breaks the shame that may be surrounding this area.
0: Yeah. And hopefully as a spouse, you can see that, Oh, he's not going to another outlet. He's not masturbating. He's right not doing it. Absolutely. He's having a wet dream, which means that he's, he's, he's only coming to me. I'm his only outlet. That's right. And or That's her right. only outlet if it's the other way around. So, yeah. yeah, so it's a, it's a great thing.
1: So Braden, are the myths busted? Well, I hope so guys, as you're listening to this, I I hope that this gave you some good information, um, some better understanding and, you know, it moves you a little bit closer to some, some clarity and truth here regarding these things. So I would say that, you know, like as Matt and I have been learning about this, it was helpful it definitely busted some of those myths. So we share this conversation with you. Hopefully it does the same thing for you. And, you know, these are great things to start talking about and thinking about often these particular topics, the words blue balls or "what dreams. We're not, they're not talked about, especially in Christian circles. We're trying to change that. I I actually did a, a, not a sermon, but I did a seminar at a church one time and I, I was talking about blue balls and I remember the, the people that brought me in, they weren't actually watching. I was in the auditorium, but, The way that the church was set up, my talk was reverberating through the whole building. And for whatever reason, I just, I said blue balls with a little bit too much gusto and they heard it as they're walking and they, they just stopped like, what is this guy talking about? Um, they haven't had me back yet, but hopefully that changes. <laughs> oh man, maybe nobody else will either. Yeah, yeah, I know. Now that you've heard that, um, you know, you don't want to have me at your church cause I'm going to talk about blue balls, but uh, I guarantee you'll be tasteful. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You
0: know what guys, things are only taboo if we don't talk about it. Yeah. The Bible talks about nocturnal missions. Why are we scared to talk about it? Yeah. So it doesn't have to be taboo with these things. We hope that helps, guys. And I, I just want to say one other thing. I'm just looking at a, at, a, at a thing in front of us that says laughter. I just taught our two-year-olds laughter, like my, my boy and nephew, both with us. And, and I just taught them what the word laughter means. And so it's so funny. Sometimes I'll just go, hey, boys, what's laughter? And then they just start laughing uh, on their own. Like It's like a fake laugh, but it's so funny. And then we all start laughing. Sometimes when you have wet dreams and you have shame, just start laughing about it. Like put mm-hmm. a smile on your face and just like realize that like, okay, uh, this doesn't need to be a heavy thing. Sometimes when you have blue balls and you're like, oh, like this sucks, laugh about it. Like yeah. it's like, oh man, this is brutal. But like laugh, It'll literally, it literally, it will change the way that you view it. Yeah. So sometimes it's like, just choose laughter. <laughs>
1: Just like that. Just choose laughter. There's, again, we have a live studio audience and they normally applaud Matt, but now they're laughing along with them. So this is great. <laughs> no, we don't have a live studio audience. Myth busted. Another myth
0: busted. <laughs> So thanks for hanging out with us as we bust these myths. Uh, if you've gotten a lot of value from these podcasts, we would love it if you'd come and partner with us in this way. There are there are expenses with uh putting out podcasts, even if it's like 5, 10, 15 bucks a month. It could be like whatever you spend on a coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to be much because the expenses aren't super high, but there definitely are expenses and and there's, you know, ministry expenses and we want to be able to to keep on going and not only with this, but other programs too. So the more, uh, the more support we have, it doesn't have to be a lot, but every, every little dollar helps and you'll get a tax receipt if you, uh, if you contribute over 50 bucks in the calendar a calendar
1: year. Yeah, we would, we'd definitely appreciate that. So thank you guys. Um, and we'll leave you with that and we will see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.